1: Hello. Hello. Anyone around here to speak basketball?
2: Welcome to the Confederacy of Dunks
1: basketball, basketball podcast. podcast.
2: I am your host, Freddie Rivas. And
1: who, sir, are you on the other side? I'm your producer. My name is Matt Duncan. I was born in Etobicoke. What else do you want to know? Good to see you, Fred. <laughs> I I, that's all that's the main thing I
2: wanted to know where you were born Um, uh, glad to hear it I was born in Toronto St. Mike's nice hospital okay Um, uh, we are a uh, hardcore Raptors podcast we are on Raptors Republic uh, we have comedians, analysts, uh, anyone yeah. that is a basketball nut. So if you are returning or you are here for the first time, thank you very much. Uh, Maddie. Uh, I feel like you got to let folks know a couple things. So yeah. uh, I'm going to throw it over to
1: you. Okay. So many of you have heard that there's some big news that the Raptors Republic dropped yesterday. So I figured we'd just kind of do a little plug for it as we are you know starting into this new era with with the company and so raptors republic um is moving their editorial stuff behind a paywall and yes all the podcasts on the rapcast will remain free for your consumption but that doesn't mean that this paywall doesn't affect us too so we the podcasts are a part of raptors republic right and raptors republic needs this paywall to stay alive so if they're able to stay alive, then we can keep putting out all our hard work and making free content for you. So, you know, if you can support, go to raptorsrepublic.com. Uh, it's, you know, it comes works out to six bucks a month. And uh, you can also go to raptorsrepublic slash subscribe if you just want to go right to the subscription. And uh, yeah, you know, support independent journalism and support Raptors Republic, you know, and just uh, we, we appreciate all the love and, and everything that, that we've gotten so far. So we just uh, wanted to throw that little plug out there.
2: Hell yeah. Well said, Maddie. Um Also let us know in the comments, uh, something I've been thinking about doing, um, you know, uh, as far as like the big editorial stuff, um, you know, maybe I'll do some interviews this year. Uh, if, uh, you know, there's articles you can't see uh, and you want to, you know, have folks discuss about it. Uh, or if, you know, you are a subscriber and you've read it and you kind of, you know, want more, you want to hash it out a little bit more, you know, kind of a uh, extended access type thing. So just a thought I had, uh, let me know Mm -hmm. if that's something you would be interested in. Um, But I think let's get rolling on this podcast. And uh, I will just add as well, before joining Raptors Republic, I've been a massive fan for a long time. Um, And, you know, this is when people complain about Raptors coverage uh, nationally. Uh, this is what Raptors Republic is. It's like it's plugging that gap. So uh, uh, help us all do that and um, and grow. Okay. Um, I will also say uh, free Brittany Griner, as I've been saying, and I will continue to say until she is free. Let's get started here on the podcast. Let me bring on guest number one. Um, she's done the podcast uh, I think four times Uh, both of our guests uh, we were talking before have done it four times Um, we both share a love of birds uh, and you know uh, nature and Raptors basketball Uh, she's someone I've followed and admired for a very long time Um, she's from Raptors Queens podcast give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone for Allison Hope
0: Oh, Maddie, (laughs) I was afraid I was going to get this boomer me again. (laughs) Instead of asking to speak to the manager, I'm going to say the subscription to Raptors Republic editorial content is the best six bucks you're going to spend. There's some very talented writers. I'm thinking Zarrar, Lewis, Samson, Jamar. So I'm in and I hope everyone else considers it too. It's just great content.
2: Well said. Uh, thank you, Allison. And I, I will also, if you're calling the manager, I'm going to come with you because uh, people are getting angrier and angrier at Matt these days. Um, <laughs> let's, uh, let's bring on guest number two. Uh, he's hilarious. He's always a good time uh, has wonderful basketball opinions, Raptors opinions, um, you know, uh, quite a big online following. Uh, you know, he's just a, an amazing person that we love to have on this podcast. Uh, give it up as loud as you can even if you're at home alone, for Alexiots.
3: Hey, Freddie, how you doing, man? So happy to be here, man. I, I, I just want to say about Raptors Republic also. There was a big void and just content for Raptors for so long in the history of the Raptors. And when Raptors Republic showed up and they started doing stuff like 10 years ago, man, I was so happy. You got to understand. So I've been watching these dudes and listening to them, Will, Lou, the reactions, all the different stuff over the years. And I'm so happy to see you here now. Like last year, last when I was here, you weren't on Raptors Republic. and I'm so proud of you guys. Congratulations.
2: (laughs) thank you yeah it's uh it's been a fun time and um you know i think we're all excited about what's happening right now so let's dive right into raptors talk um maddie good sir give me your most delicious best weirdest raptors sting
3: hi my name is my name is my name is chicka chicka chicka, toronto (laughs) raptor
2: Nice up to date rap. Let's go to you first, Alexi, uh, on this one. Um, so yeah, the Raptors have played their first preseason game uh, in Edmonton. It was a sellout. Marcus Camby's there. Um, you know, it, it was it was a great time. Helvin Williams uh, kind of slandering Kyle Lowry. Uh, and his acting abilities, which is really fun. Um, they're, they're good friends, so it's all good, but uh, yeah, on court stuff you know, it's a preseason game, all those caveats, etc. Uh, with that said, what is your biggest takeaway from the game from the Raptors?
3: Uh, uh in general, the depth was really good. Our culture shoots shown all the way through the whole game, as far as like really playing that Raptors brand of basketball and just yep. getting after it. We saw it with every unit all the way down and pretty solidly all the way through. And then uh, the middle guys really impressed me. I mean, it was all about Precious, Chris Boucher, Delano Banton, uh, and um, uh, whatchamacallit, Wancho even coming in and looking like he fit real nice in there. And Malachi, of course, it carried over. He had that one shot with this guy in his face, and they, the middle bench really impressed me. Like, really, really good. And then, obviously, the Edmonton atmosphere was amazing out there. Why this is this a preseason game? What are they, They're acting like it's the playoffs, game seven. It's crazy. So awesome.
2: I'm into it. Yeah. Well, um, you know, great point on Edmonton. Like, they totally brought it. And, uh, you know, um, maybe they weren't fully uh, Canada's team before the championship, but I feel like... Uh, they are fully Canada's team now. Um, they're supported all over the country, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just awesome to see. Um, it was a playoff atmosphere, and and it was fun. Uh, I uh, I honestly don't even have a, a backup point because that is my ex- that is my major observation of the game as well. A um, couple personal observations on players, but I thought the Raptors' identity was there. Um, you know, deflections, uh, overwhelming with people with size and the length in the middle. Uh, and I, uh, you know, it just, uh, I've been saying for a long time now, I really think that this Raptors team is giving me bench mob vibes. Mm. I'm not saying they're going to win 59 games and win the Eastern conference, but mm. I do think that we are going to overwhelm teams in the middle of games. Uh, is our starting lineup overwhelming and special maybe not but i do think that once we have to go to our bench uh, in any capacity like six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve we are going to overpower teams uh stylistically with hustle with youth And with energy. And I feel like we're, you know, we're just getting a glimpse of that and that that chemistry is going to get better. Otto is going to get healthy, hopefully at some point. Um, I didn't know that he hurt his hamstring, but um, I also feel like this team is, you know, knock on wood, but like sort of injury proof in that sense where, we are so deep that, you know, people will be able to slot in. There's always going to be a, a Wancho. There's always going to be a Coloco, um, a Banton, a Flynn, guys who are trying to integrate themselves uh, into meaningful minutes. Um, I don't want to steal all the points. So let's go to you, Allison. What was your major takeaways?
0: Yeah, Freddie, you did steal my word stylistically. Um, huh. I really, I really enjoyed the tempo in that game, but yeah. I I've been guilty in the past of assigning way too much meaning to preseason games mm-hmm. and specifically watching Svee Mahiluk shoot lights out and thinking he was the next coming of Steph Curry. So huh. I've got to, I've got to <laughs> like check, check myself a little bit. Fair. And it, you know, it, if Fred's post-game comments and he said, it's a practice And I mean, you have to think it's a practice for the roster players, but this is like a job interview for the guys on the margin. And I've got to say they look pretty polished compared to some end of the roster guys we've had in the past. Um, My primary takeaway is more on the micro level. Precious Mm -hmm. is the guy that we saw in the second half of the year last year. Yes. Uh, In the first half, he was so tentative. He couldn't finish. And I've got to say, he made beyond those handles look like Kyrie Irving. He was that bad. Hmm. So I was really stoked about him when Masai made the trade. Um, and I certainly took a lot of teasing in the first half of the season about how optimistic I was. But we really saw a different player after the end of January and post-All-Star break. Um, so in thinking about him, like even going back to the playoffs against Philly, the guy is fearless. He's got a really good first step Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and teams are really going to have to start respecting him from distance. Um, And I I know you asked me to pick just one, but my other one was Delano Banton.
2: Oh, that's fine. He's a
0: difference maker. Yeah. He can be.
2: Um, No, that's, that's fine. If you had more to say on, on Banton, that's fine too. Nah, that's Um, good. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll just add for Banton, the the amount of guys you know he sort of to me highlights the amount of guys on this team that can grab a rebound and take it the entire way mm. and you know dribble with their head up and you know you, you see a guy for instance like wancho right he he grabbed the ball and you know he'd run it up but like really he's a bit jittery and kind of like looking like looking for the opportunity to hand the ball off i'd say similar kem birch But a guy like Banton is so comfortable that he's kind of like, if you don't pick me up, I will drive all the way to the hole. I can dunk it. I can do, uh, you know, Alvin Williams after the game was calling him Iceman. uh, You know, George Gervin, which is a bit, I mean, it was a joke. But I think he looks very, like, confident and casual. And um, I'm glad you brought up Precious because I think he was, you know, the unanimous star of the game. I think he is who we you know saw later on in the season and I'll join you in in taking a lot of heat for the precious thing. Uh I I've constantly referred to not trading Kyle um you know after he said goodbye uh to the camera the Denver game as uh, the, the the most elite non move uh I've seen in in a very long time in the NBA. Uh Messiah and Bobby just do not operate um you know, you can't put a gun, you can't put a gun to their head. They just won't do it. You know, they just walk away. Um, And I think in that instance, the, the deals on the table, the Lakers one always seemed dumb to me, but you know, the figurative deals on the table were, um, you know, dealing with Miami and dealing with uh, Philly. And, you know, if you think about who's making the decisions there, it's Riley, it's Maury. And it's Maasai. so no surprise to me at all that a deal did not get done. MSI um, wanted Precious, and he got him, you know. And I think, um, yeah, that to me, that to me is really big. And Precious has this wild combination of skill, athleticism, and speed. So, um, really, really exciting uh, stuff from Precious. Uh, let's uh, let's go to you, Allison, uh, on, on question number two. Um, and you know, we you, you, also brought up, uh, the, the guys on the fringe, uh, like, you know, this is their audition and please, uh, anyone correct me if my math is wrong, but, uh, I feel like there's really three spots open, but only, you know, realistically two, it seems like based on what I've heard from Pascal, from Fred, from nurse, it seems like Wancho's on the team. Uh, you know, I'm getting those vibes. And then that to me leaves two people. Uh, and, you know, there's, we got a bunch of guys there. So um, I'm curious who you think gets the remaining two spots. I can list the, the potential guys, but I think we all kind of know them at this point.
0: So I went with Nick nurse's observations about who he thinks are the, the four contenders for those positions, Banton, Champagny, uh Jackson and DJ Wilson. And I, I kind of wonder if Bo Cruz will make the team. But beyond that, assuming he does, um, it, it's got to be Banton. It, just because I think he has way too much potential upside to let him go. And I mean, other than being somewhat vulnerable to ball pressure, he really has a unique skill set. And I know we all want to see Fred off ball this year just for the preservation of his health. But He's going to be in that role of lead point guard at times. And Delano subbing in for him would be such a tough cover for other teams because it's just an entirely different look. You've got to re-coordinate, reconfigure your defense for Delano's skill set. There's just so much upside and again maybe i'm biased by watching him i think he dropped 25 in a g league game last year um in the fourth quarter and he was just dropping threes and he had his full bag on display so um i've got to say it's banton
2: yeah I, I think that's very fair and um again like you know here's where i'm a little bit uh you know i'm i'm not as detailed as a lot of you know raptors reporters but Well, I just want to see, you know, we're all hardcore fans here. If I got my math right. So there's 15 people on the roster. Um, You know, let's say it's the starting lineup from last year. It's, you know, Pascal, Fred, OG, Gary, Scotty. So that's five people. Um, Not saying that this is the bench order, but then we got another five in Precious, Otto, Fad, Boucher, Boucher, Kemp. Kemp. That makes 10. We know Flynn and Coloco are on the team. Mm -hmm. Um. Doesn't that mean then there's three spots? Because I feel like we got Juan. Let's say Juancho is the thirteenth guy. Yep. I kind of feel like Champagne and Banton can both make the team. Is that? Yeah. You you know what I'm saying? Because I, I kind of sure. I keep hearing it framed as sort of like it's like out of Banton Wilson, Jackson, and you know or Gates no. Downing. You're
3: right, Freddie. There is another it keeps spot. being framed
2: as like one of like Champagney and Banton both can't make the team. So no, they I, can.
3: I, they can, but it's, it's like, to me, I figured it out. It's too, it's really a battle between Josh Jackson, DJ Wilson, and Justin Champagne. D- Delano's on the team. He's gotta be, he's had such a successful summer and yeah, you so. know, he played really well in the, the first preseason game also. And Wancho's on the team cause he's in OVO Drake commercials right now. You think that they're going to, there's <laughs> a little bit of like, you know, he's, Drake's poster boy right now. So he
2: also has the most guaranteed money of all those. Yeah, guys. yeah. Yeah. And the
3: way they brought him in, look at it that way. Like I really looked at that. It was like Malachi and Coloco together. Okay. That tells us about uh, Coloco, what he may be getting used like this year. And then Wancho came in pretty early, like and kind of in with that, that middle bench I was talking about earlier. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, like it's going to be Delano for sure. And then it's a, it's one between those three. And I, I personally want DJ Wilson. And it's really because of his height and his six nine and his shooting ability on the outside. He has he has just more of what we really want to stack and overwhelm people with right now. So that's that's my take on it. And of course Dowden and Harper look great, but I've also heard you can cut them and switch somebody over to a two-way if you want to. So Right. I, don't, I don't know what's gonna go on. I mean, as far as cutting guys, a lot of those other guys, the young ones can actually go play on nine o five still like if we cut Justin, he can still go play on nine o five I'm pretty sure, and uh same thing with Gay Brown, obviously, and even Josh Jackson has eligibility to play on uh nine o five this year. that's what I'm hearing so but d j doesn't so
2: yeah that's that's fair that's uh you know it, it's a good point, I feel like you know, as far as the two ways and and the younger guys, there's still a lot of like I guess machinations possible as far as, you know, cutting them, putting them on the nine Oh five sort of thing. Um, Yeah. As of right now uh, our our two ways, which is kind of like the 16th and the 17th contract guys are Harper and, and Doughton. Is it Doughton jr.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Doughton jr.
2: Yeah. Doughton jr. Um, Yeah. So, uh, but I do think we all agree that Banton, right. Oh, yeah. Should be there. Um, he's, he's
3: 45 bucks. It's Toronto, baby. How can we do that to our own? Come on, ah, man. <laughs> no, Let's yeah.
1: Totally.
3: yeah.
2: Um, I uh, I would almost want to disagree with you, Alexi, just to see what it brings out of you, but I totally agree with you. Um, <laughs> so I can't force it. But uh, I, I do think, let me ask you, Alexi, you know, yeah, like, I think I'm sort of on the champagne over, over Wilson, but I, I don't know. I do feel like Wilson is really good too. Um, And I felt sorry for him when he filled in for the Raptors last year and got injured. He he can shoot Um, champagne. was also, you know, shooting lights out in nine Oh five. Again, we've seen a lot of guys, Malcolm Miller, you know, different people, um, Shoot well at the nine of five, and there is a big difference between the nine of five. And well, know.
3: the other thing I like about exactly. Wilson is that he's a vet, he's been around for a long time. And we're kind of if we want to build towards a championship quick, like get one this year, which is what I want to do, uh, you know, having his presence on the team goes along, skewing towards like Otto Porter. And uh, Thad Young, and that kind of like experience is actually pretty good with DJ Wilson because of the different teams he's been on over the five years he's been in the league and stuff. I I like Champagne a lot. Don't get me wrong. I think he's he's buddies with Scotty and Delano, really Mm -hmm. tight and stuff. But he hasn't been available. Where the hell has he been all summer? I hate to say that, but Nick Nurse yeah. at the Hungry uh, Coaches Summit said, you know, something that's going to factor in all this is, is are do you play? Are you available? Are you there to play? And I was really shocked that he wasn't there for the first preseason game. He did not play at Summer League. He was barely at Rico Hines. So that's what I'm saying. This is Janet Jackson. What have you done for me lately? You know, <laughs> this is what's going on here. So... That's all. I've yeah. say
2: About it. Well, he's you know we talk about the guys at the fringes. He has gotten injured. He got injured at, at summer league, and I think maybe even injured again. In, he was
3: injured a lot last season, also. In, in training so camp, we gotta label people like OG and Cam with stuff. You know, you gotta put it on Champagne. Also.
2: Yeah, it's an unfortunately brutal part of uh, of the league. You know, if you don't have a secure position and you get injured, right. Um, uh, before we move on here, uh, I, I think uh, I, I want to sort of hear—I don't know—want to put you in uh, in a in a in an unfair position, Allison. But like, what's what's your case for Champagney? Because I, I want to hear the case for Champagney over Wilson. Well,
0: well it's funny—I did a few notes, and after I said Banton, I just said I, if I don't accept the premise that Cruz makes the team, I say we got to keep Justin Champagney. His injuries have been discouraging, but the guy always gets to the ball. He's a really good rebounder for his size and like he's undersized for the, the team considering the rest of the roster, but his hustle and effort are just outstanding. And that can't be taught. That's innate. So I I say, keep him.
2: Very fair. Um, uh, You know, uh, I, 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 I think Champagne. he's also, I mean, maybe I'm, Maybe this is silly, but it's down to the 15th man. And uh, I I do love the, like, end of the bench reaction, people. And at Summer League, he was calling every single person his son, which I thought was really funny. Um, By the way, just a side note, this whole NBA, like, this rule about, like, you know, end of the bench standing up stuff is, like, I don't know. It's very reminiscent of like dress code bullshit. Uh, I, I'm not crazy about it. I don't like, I don't like, you know, I don't like the insinuations and I, I watch the NBA to be entertained. I love and end of the bench celebrations. Um, you know, I, I love guys like Kent Bazemore um, you know, people who go wild uh, supporting their teammates. You know, I, 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 I get sometimes they're like, you know, probably on the court and they shouldn't be whatever but um yeah i just feel like i had to say that but um yeah let's uh, let's move on to the nba let's get silly here uh maddie good sir uh give me the sting i think i'm just totally expecting and looking forward to at this point give me that weird Al nba sting
1: this is adam silver huh? <laughs>
2: yes it's barely even funny to me anymore i just like it now. <laughs> um, this is Adam Silver, honk honk, I think is what the, uh, the audio, you know, foley is there. Um, Maddie good sir. I'll also ask you to please come on in. Um, we All are, right. you know, this is, this is our official silly question. Um, and, uh, you know, as a change up, uh, Matt, I actually want to start with you. Uh, oh, dear. you know, you, things usually go right off the rails with you. So let's start. <laughs> Uh, in that direction. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Yesterday or the day before, there was a, uh, a preseason game. I think it was yesterday. Um, yeah, we're recording on the fourth here. Um, in Seattle, uh, everyone knows the Seattle... Uh, You know, basketball story is sad. Uh, Their owner promised to keep them there and then move them to the Oklahoma City. I don't blame Oklahoma City for that, but it's just unfortunate and tragic that uh, the Supersonics uh, were taken from Seattle. And um, I guess Steve Ballmer is from Seattle. I learned that yesterday in this (laughs) hilarious clip uh, where there's a Clippers game and a Trailblazers game. And he basically just goes out there and starts screaming. Um, He looks like he's about to lose his breath and collapse. Um, He's hyping up the crowd. All of the shots of the crowd are people either being hyped, confused, or (laughs) laughing hysterically. Um, No one knows what to do. I think a lot of people probably don't even know who it is. But they know that someone is just going like you know, they're going wild. And, um, that made me think, uh, you know, if, uh, you know, if you could, uh, entertain a crowd, uh, in a, in a place that does not have an NBA team, um, you know, maybe, maybe a city that should have an NBA team, uh, you know, where would it be? Uh, and what would you say, Maddie, let's start with you.
1: Well, I did read this question kind of like, uh, what city would you go to and go full Steve Ballmer? Nuts. That, listen. (laughs) The fact that you said full Steve Ballmer means you understand
2: the question enough.
1: Okay. So, and it, like to stay in that vein, I like that Steve Ballmer, hometown or not, he's going back to a city that, you know, he's opening up some old wounds, a city that lost their NBA team. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to one of those cities too, because I kind of miss this team, you know, this, this state having a team, uh, you know, it's a scrappy place. And I'm talking about New Jersey. Okay. I'm going to go to I New like Jersey. It. You know, they don't, they only have the New Jersey devils really. To themselves, I think they've got a New York soccer team that plays in New Jersey. And I mm-hmm. didn't know this, but both of the New York NFL teams play in New Jersey. They do. Yep. I did not know that. Same so the, stadium. Same stadium. Yeah. So it's like, and they, they play over, you know, it's eight kilometers from New York. But New Jersey doesn't actually, you know, you don't consider the the Giants or the Jets a, a New Jersey team. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm going back to where the New Jersey Nets and Vince Carter broke our hearts all those years ago. And, you know, I'm going to get crazy. I'm going to be shouting at, at the crowd, but I'm just going to be <laughs> shouting, like, uh, the lyrics to the Sopranos theme song, you know, to get everybody... <laughs> <laughs> really jazzed up woke up this morning you know like getting that <laughs> okay mama we said about. you're the chosen one ah. <laughs> I'd be going
2: wild. <laughs> I'd spill my popcorn if I heard a guy say that.
1: It, yeah, and I would just, yeah, I, I would turn it into a production to, to uh, in a way, tell them that we haven't forgot about them. But, you know, in a way, uh, I don't know. Between Seattle and New Jersey, I feel like Seattle has a much better chance of getting an NBA team back, especially with the new arena and whatnot. So I'd I just kind of pump them up, and then I'd, like, have a real – awkward quiet pause and I'd slowly walk out of the arena just to them like quietly coughing and (laughs) mourning their old team
2: Matt that's exactly what I'm that makes a lot of sense (laughs) I followed the narrative completely Um, this is what I was looking for from the question thank you very much Um, you know hopefully you'd have a bunch of uh, you know famous Sopranos courtside absolutely yeah um, Stevie Van Zandt
1: he's there Oh, for Stevie. sure, he's there.
2: <laughs> The whole East Street band's there. Come on.
1: Yes <laughs> in peace, um,
3: Polly Walnuts. Yeah. Rest in, in peace, Polly
2: Walnuts. Um, that's that's good stuff. Uh, okay, uh, Allison, let me go to you next. Uh, what is your city? What's the vibe? What's going? What's part of your presentation here?
0: Oh, okay, so I've got to say this is a great question. So, because we can mock a franchise and uh, give props to basketball in Canada. And I've got to say, just a disclaimer here, although I am a similar demographic to Steve Ballmer, I would never be as cringeworthy as him. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember the playoff game where he was literally grabbing the thighs of the dude standing beside him?
1: Mm -hmm. I do. That was bad. That
0: was bad. (laughs) So, I would be a little bit more moderated than Steve O, but. Um, I've got to say it it would have to be Montreal. And I took a few little notes, population 4.3 million Uh, city council has officially declared the importance of basketball in the city. They have a CEBL team there that has the league's highest attendance, even though it's in its first year. Wow. Um, The game's big with young people. Um, The, I guess the enrollment in youth basketball has almost doubled in a decade there in the province and, I mean, look at Lou Dort, uh, Chris Boucher, Ben Matherin. They're mm-hmm. just the start of this burst of talent that's going to come from Quebec. And uh, with the weather aside, I mean, NB- NBA players are gone for half the year anyway. And it's an easy city to have privacy in. There's poutine. There's bagels. Uh, there's an international feel that's going to be comfortable for uh, European players, African players. Um I don't think the language is an issue for athletes despite the newly elected caq government and i think it, it's time for canada to have a second team and apologies to my raptor queens co-host sarah Khalil, but i really think it should be montreal not vancouver
2: wow um strong case for montreal i love it i love the CEBL uh facts and um yeah i think that this idea that uh you know Toronto is the only Canadian place that can sustain, uh, uh, you know, an NBA team is, is, you know, outdated at least Um, Montreal, you know, even, even the Montreal impact, uh, you know, soccer is massive. And I think sometimes Montreal, you know, is sort of described as a place that, you know, it's either Montreal Canadians or bust. And I don't think that's fair to Montreal,
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, you know, and, and, they definitely like, you know, it's obviously the the province of Quebec, but they also lost the Quebec Nord- Nordiques a very long time ago. Uh, and, and, and yeah, I think it's uh, all, all good points. And I also love that you noted that you're like same demographic, but I'm not going to be as cringeworthy as bomber. <laughs> uh, anyone that hasn't seen that clip of him grabbing that guy's thighs, check it out. Uh, it's amazing. Um Okay, Alexi, what's up? You know, I don't know about
3: the, the, the thigh grabbing or anything like that, but I admire his passion and his intensity. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, he has something going, I mean, in some ways. Although yeah. I don't like how he poaches our players, I will say that. Now, I yeah. completely agree with Allison about Montreal being a better place to have a, 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 another NBA franchise just because of all the built-up animosity between Toronto and Montreal from the, the hockey. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I would I was gonna say I would come in there and I'd cut a heel promo like MGF, MJF in there, like a Toronto Rabbit fan. say, yeah, yo, we're coming in here, we're gonna come in your building and we're gonna Yeah, I'd be going crazy. But <laughs> Vegas, baby, that's where another team could end up being. Yep, so yeah, I was thinking sure. maybe I come in there with some Steve Ballmer energy and just lay the like the deals for the casino down on them real quick. Like <laughs> you could get a lobster in your bed at eight in the morning. <laughs> oh so I mean, just start yelling crazy, passionate stuff. <laughs> about the great
1: amenities of the Mirage <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't
3: know. That, that was what I was thinking about I don't
2: know. Um, that's amazing yes okay this is I'm I, you know sometimes the silly question uh, goes off the rails uh, this is one of those times and uh, it's it's gone off the rails in the best possible way These are three fantastic answers. Uh, I really, you know, yes. Yes to everything that has been pitched. Uh, I've wanted a team in Mexico City uh, for the longest time. Uh, I know, obviously, there's like travel, whatever, but I think that basketball is massive in Mexico. Uh, Obviously, you know, I I don't think there's a single city in the United States that has the population of Mexico City. Uh, Most museums... Uh, for any city in the world it is cultured it is amazing the fans would be absolutely incredible uh, and i think as far as the pitch i mean come on I, I i go in there there is a full there's basically like you know it's it's like a play you know i'm doing like mask work i'm doing like nacho libre stuff um i i'm you know i'm i'm sort of hearkening to the moment when uh you know there was a there was a time in uh, you know where a uh, Mexico game got canceled because like the the air conditioning wasn't working, but I'm blaming it on like the commissioner. I'm saying that they can't handle the Mexican heat, uh, and I'm I'm just going absolutely insane, um, and and just I'm I'm throwing Mexican. Uh, you know, delicious Mexican foods at the audience, uh, <laughs> piping hot stuff and, and people are going wild. So that, that, that's my vibe. I have a whole cart of food and, you know, I think the average American, the average Canadian, they're looking at that and they're just wildly jealous. And they're like, that place knows how to party harder than any place I've ever seen. Um, and this guy, yeah, is, a, you know, he's a, he's a Latino uh, bomber. And he's going wild. So that's, that's my, uh, Freddie,
0: that's, that's a good point. Do they, do they have a G league team as well?
2: They do. Yes. They had a G league team. I was checking up on that. Like um, I think about a month ago and I think things got a little bit weird during the pandemic, but they uh. do have a G league team. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm not exactly sure if it's similar to the G league unite as far as uh like, you know, it's a co- like, I'm not sure how, like, like who the collection of players are.
3: They played last year. They played.
2: They did. Okay. Year. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think they're like affiliated with the Warriors or something like that. And they had uh, Alonzo Alfonso McKinney on their team at some point. Hmm. McKinney, you, you remember him?
2: Oh yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah he went um, and I think the Chicago grabbed them from them or something last year
2: or something. I'm going to look that up as our, as we're going on here, because I, I feel like, uh, um, I, I didn't know. I, I, for some reason, I thought they weren't affiliated to a team because I thought the, I thought the, uh, golden state had the Santa Cruz perhaps. Yeah, you might be
3: right. I think it is one of those West coast teams though, that they, 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 they have a, they do have some sort of like, uh, relationship. Somebody. Yeah. I think so. They're not like G league ignite for sure.
2: Okay, I mean, like, yeah, 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 they don't have the prospects thing because, yeah. uh, you know, at this point, I feel like there's almost like 28 G League teams and maybe Portland and, uh, you know, perhaps the Pacers. I forget who it is, but there's only two teams that do not have a G League team. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a scenario where they share prospects or something like that. Um, but uh, well, let's move on to the final question here. I'll see if I can figure that out um, before the uh, end of the podcast. Let me go to you first, Allison, uh, on this one. Uh, and this is something I've kind of been, you know, interested interested in uh, for a while now. Um, I felt like it was coming. Uh, you know, I've said before. I think that the uh, you know for the Game of Thrones fans. I feel like the Raptors against Golden State, we sort of broke the wheel, right? Obviously, Golden State has come back and won a championship since, but uh we we have you know that was the last year uh, of a returning finals team. Um, and uh, I did a little bit of research on this one. and from nineteen seventy four, to 1978 was five straight finals with no repeating finals teams uh obviously there were some teams that were in you know in those five years that were in once or you know twice but no one went back to back uh and you know since the raptors uh you know v warriors we have had three finals in a row with uh different teams, no returning teams. Um, So we are definitely in one of the NBA's periods uh, of parody. Um, uh, And I'm just want to, you know, imagine that uh, once again, this year that continues and the Warriors um, and Celtics do not return. And it's two new teams. Again, I think obviously both those teams can, could return, but uh, you know, imagining they don't, uh, Allison, what are the two teams that you feel like are, you know, not necessarily most likely, but like could 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 uh, be in the NBA Finals?
0: This is a, like a really fun question, and I I went with Cleveland and Memphis um, just for the sake of answering the question accurately. Um, do I think it's likely? No, I, I don't think I'm smart enough to predict that either. And I don't know if Cleveland's mature enough to withstand the heat of a game, say a Game Seven Eastern Conference Final, but I do think they're the class of the East. Although I absolutely loathe this team for what they did to our 10-day contract guys on December 23rd last year. I'm so mad about that game. Um, not sure how their offense will be configured with the addition of um, Donovan Mitchell. And for people that say, oh, it's not a good fit with with he and Garland, you know, it's so hard to know that people said the same thing, same thing about um, Demar and Zach Levine. Um, Garland Mitchell are young. They're not yet all bound up in their egos, I guess, like um, Harden and Wall were in Houston. Um, they want to win. so with the Grizz they're just such a fun team they did lose a couple of um, really key players um, D'Anthony Melton and Kyle Anderson and I guess Jaron Jackson's out with a, a stress fracture in his foot which is kind of ominous um, but they've got Desmond Bain and just John Morant is an amazing player to watch um, so uh, yeah that would be a fun final that's who I went with Uh, That's that's a great choice. Uh,
2: It'll be a total
0: blast. Um,
2: And I say to that, um, why not? Right. I think Memphis had the second best record in the NBA last year. People seem to be writing them off a bit too hard. In my opinion, I know they're, you know, uh, gonna hurt not having Jaron Jackson Jr. But jaw is special. Um, They lost a couple role players. um, But, um, you know, fantastic coach, fantastic system. young developing core uh they should be fantastic and sure cleveland might be a little bit of an outside pick when you think about the you know philly or milwaukee or whatever but uh they have four you know if you're a cleveland fan you're saying hey we have four potential all-stars how many teams in the nba have four potential all-stars um i mean they might be the only one right so um why not uh I, i like that a lot uh uh, let me just uh, say this before i move on to alexi so i just looked at uh, there's a wikipedia the yeah the only two teams with no affiliate uh, are the the uh the nba um, you know g league ignite and and the mexico uh the the capitans do uh Cuidad de mexico um and let me just look at the golden state for curiosity who they're so the golden state's team is the santa cruz warriors yeah um yeah so it looks like 28 teams uh and um yeah the the two that don't have an affiliate are are those two teams
3: it seems like they should just match up then there's like you know i don't know that's weird because we're 30 teams right the nba i don't know
2: (laughs) well yeah i still i I mean i think they've been trying to build the g league for a long time right like i remember you know at some point the g league had like 12 teams 14 like you know it's been really growing and growing what are the two teams that don't have them portland and who I think it's Portland and Indiana. Indiana.
3: I mean, um, Portland, yeah. I guess, because they've had such a mess with their front office. I Maybe mean, they just didn't get it together. Come on, Portland. Get your G League team together. Oh,
2: I, I'm sorry. Indiana has the Fort Fort Wayne, Fort
0: Wayne Mad, Mad Ants. Ants.
2: Yeah.
3: The Mad Ants. Yeah. They're the, one of the originals. They're like one of the oldest.
0: Do you guys remember when our players, we didn't have, when we didn't have the G League team, our players went to Fort Wayne and there was, yes. I mean, it wasn't our system. And I think, um. Who was the, um, Bruno Bruno ended up there. Yeah.
2: Uh, Phoenix is the other team, Phoenix and Portland. Um, and yes, I remember, um, you know, every Raptors fan remembers that sort of a, a Bruno situation. I feel like helped spur the necessity to have a G league team, but, um, Alexi, uh, yeah. Who, who are your two teams that, um, are basically, you know, other than Boston and Cleveland. Obviously, I'm, I'm
3: going to say our team because, like, listen, I've been watching Scotty Barnes' Twitch stream for over almost 200 hours this past summer. I know that man real well. And I've seen him play 2K. And when he gets angry playing 2K, he hates it so much. So I'm going to tell you right now, one thing he's told us all summer is never doubt Scotty Barnes that he is serious and he's coming for real like this summer. He told us about how he had this whole story that he wanted to make up about the Philly series where he came back and made like a comeback story and they won the series. And when that didn't happen, he was really mad about it and stuff like that. So seriously, don't count out Mr. Barnes, Mr. 94 feet. Cause he's coming to like lock people up all over the place and carry us up to go to the finals this year. And I'm serious. I'm very serious about it. If you make me pick somebody else, I'm going to say Philadelphia because they did a good job this offseason. And I have to give respect to Philadelphia. On my channel, I fight with Philadelphia fans all the time, but we got some respect. And there's some cool Philly fans that we interact with still. And it's cool. We've been talking. I got more respect for James Harden and uh, Tyrese Maxey's a badass And then on the other side, I got to say, my man, Kawhi, he's going to come back and make people remember who the fuck, excuse my language, who he is. (laughs) Hey, swear all you want. He's going to come back and he's going to show people, seriously. So I want to see a Raptors Clippers finals, baby. Yeah, let's go, Norman. Let's come on, Kawhi. (laughs) That's what I want to see. Yeah. I love Memphis too, though. That's a great pick, Allison. That is a great pick. They're really good, too. Uh, that could be the other one. That's the other one I would pick.
2: Great picks all around. Um, uh, I think, yeah, g- g- you know, good points. Um, I, 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 too, um, I, I'm not, you know, I, I think a lot of people assume that Philly's going to have this, like, this incredible record, um, which I'm not all the way on just because of the health of Harden and, and Bede, you know, for the regular season. However, I feel like they uh, you know, can do some major damage in the playoffs this year. I also and Well, I feel like I'm a lot higher on the doc rivers than, than, than people. He has these major, you know, blights in his record where he's, he's went up three, one and lost. But I feel like that kind of clouds how good of a coach he actually is. Um, and I'm also a hardened believer. Maxie's amazing. They, you know, they did well getting better role players. And, uh, you know, they still have Daryl Morey, right? They got and I feel bigger.
3: Like, that's the scary thing. They played yeah. us, and we kind of exposed them for size in some ways. And they went out and got P.J. Tucker and Montrez Harrell. That's a, that's a big difference. They're going to look different this year. I'm just saying.
2: Yeah. No, I, I think Philly's a good pick. Uh, my teams um, are Milwaukee. Um, not the, you know, uh, you know. Wildest pick. I just feel like Giannis is still, in my opinion, the best player in the NBA, and um, all the all he really needs is a healthy Middleton and Holiday, and if they can massage that a little bit, you know, obviously they're relying on Brooke Lopez, uh, who was injured most of last year, but you know he's getting there, so maybe not the best call there but i think they have enough to make it back to the finals so sort of why not and the other team i feel like is getting healthy at the right time um or you know gonna have a fully healthy year uh back-to-back mvp uh jokic and the nuggets uh so i'm saying a nuggets bucks finals and i think we're gonna have the two best players in the nba battling it off in the finals um uh, and I believe those two best players are Jokic and uh, Giannis. So, yeah, that's that's my pick. I think all the picks are great. Um, uh, I, I love, by the way, I should say, uh, I've, I've heard a couple Scotty Barnes uh, nicknames at this point, and I do think that Mr. 94 Feet is my favorite so far. Um, so Mr. 94 Feet is wonderful. And it, it sort of does encapsulate what it feels like to watch scotty barnes like he's definitely one of those like everywhere guys like he's sort of yeah he has a big personality plus he's everywhere on the court all at once We've been trying
3: out nicknames on him in twitch all summer and he rejects them like i literally (laughs) talk to him on the regular it's so weird man like he knows who i am it's really really weird and no doubt (laughs) Yeah, like, it's very strange and surreal, like, because I'm there all the time. And like, I'm kind of the fact checker. And I also kind of also fight other stands for other teams coming into his Twitch trying to recruit him and stuff so i'll stand because listen i'm not a journalist y'all i'm not on raptors republic i'm a fan i'm a fanatic i'm a freak i'm the raptors freak <laughs> and i'm on every morning 9 30 a.m on youtube <laughs> if you want to see me live streaming talking about the raptors every single day so i just had to do my pitch real quick just correct real quick uh yeah, yeah. scotty i've learned so many crazy things about scotty I really did like really like want to get to know him because he's a part of our future, and it's like I really, I'm really invested. So I really watched him. I went, I didn't. People went on vacations and stuff. I stayed home and watched Scotty switch, and I saw a <laughs> lot, y'all. It's insane. This kid really cares about winning, and he's a real one. He loves Toronto. He loves his team. He really loves his team, so don't doubt Scotty. I'm serious. Big Four is coming this season, and he ain't messing around, y'all. He's he's very serious about doing big things in this league. So believe in Scotty Barnes. Oh yeah. All right. Sorry, I didn't. No,
2: I love it. I love your enthusiasm when you just went, "Oh yeah!" at the end. I thought you were gonna go full Macho Man on me, which would be okay. (laughs) Um, But uh, I am, uh, you know, gonna gonna wrap this pod up. Uh, so I want to thank everyone for listening um, and I'm going to go to you for plugs. Um, <laughs> Alexi, I'll give you a sec to think of, you know, other things you want to plug because I feel like you just did one, but uh, Allison, let me go to you first. Uh, what's up? What do you want to tell people um, you know uh, uh, about basketball or otherwise or yeah.
0: I just want to jump on something Alexi said when he said, believe in Scotty, it's like, believe in Scotty, believe in the city, believe in yourselves. Reminded yes. me of Masai, yeah, I'm 100%. so excited about this year. It's just got that feel of possibility about it. Um, I I think the Raptors are going to finish fourth um, in our, our Eastern Conference. So I'm really, really excited. I just hope we can stay healthy. Um, I don't have a lot to plug. Uh, we're going to start recording the Raptors, Raptor Queens. Um, we're on Twitter. Um And just to remind everyone, there is still a climate emergency. So Mm -hmm. make your purchases and plan your life accordingly.
2: Well said. Um, uh, And totally agree. We are in a climate emergency. So, uh, you know, no one should take that lightly. Um, And that's an accurate description of what's going on in the world. Uh, Alexi, uh, what's up? Give me your plug. You know, maybe just remind people again, you know. 9.30
3: 9.30 every single morning. I will grind it all the way through this whole off-season. Every single morning I was doing stuff. I did a Marcus Canby trivia this morning that was off the chain. I'm not going to lie. But anyway, yeah, if you guys want to come and check out my channel, it's on YouTube, Raptors Freak. And uh, we have a live stream where you can come and comment and talk to me directly and say whatever you want. And, like, I will go off – what you say and stuff like that and stuff. But uh, one thing I want to do say is next month, y'all, uh, vote. There's a voting coming up. This Very much this month coming up. So make sure you vote. Like I, Too many people are not voting these days, and this is very, very important, even if it's municipal, whatever, federal, stuff like that. But Raptor Free Channel, a positive place for positive Raptor fans that aren't jaded and don't feel like all this toxic stuff about being negative about the team and stuff. We believe, like Messiah says, like Allison's saying, and we believe they can go as all the way it is very cultish like in some ways we are a little bit raptors <laughs> illuminati and we're kind of like the nice templar guarding the holy grail because we want one thing and that's for the raptors to win larry o'brien's so yeah raptors freak nine thirty a.m eastern time yeah <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> um thank you so much Alexi uh you're Maddie, welcome me just...
3: Freddie thank you for having me I appreciate you and Matt Duncan so
2: much you guys. <laughs> oh man I appreciate you and Thanks, appreciate guys. you Allison um and everyone that's been <laughs> listening and supporting let me just throw to Maddie uh if there's anything uh you know else you want to let people know about but the podcast
1: uh, yeah, just, um, you know, the same old thing. If you're on YouTube, please like subscribe, comment. We appreciate all that stuff. I know I get a lot of great feedback on the intros. I'll keep making them longer for you guys. We know you love it. And, you know, go to raptorsrepublic.com. As I said at the beginning of the episode, there is a paywall coming up for the editorials. Go to raptorsrepublic.com slash subscribe and get on that $6 uh, plan so that you can you know continue to get all that great content and yes we will still be here free content podcast ready to go very excited we're going to start our season 10 next week of confederacy of dunks very excited about that and you know we do also have our own website dunkspodcast.com you can listen and watch the youtube stuff there and yeah if you want to hear if you're on youtube and you want to hear the whole episode go to the rapcast on your favorite podcatcher and subscribe
2: Beautiful. Uh, I will also just say, uh, make sure to check out me and uh, fellow Raptors Republic podcaster, Catherine Nyker's podcast, The Pickup Pod on the Sonar Network. We cover the WNBA. Um, We have taken a couple weeks off because uh, the WNBA... Uh, season is over, but we're going to be starting back up with off season stuff next week. Uh, the pickup pod on all socials. And um, again, thank you so much for listening, Maddie. If you feel like we're done and we're good to go, please just give me those words. I love so much. Okay.
1: okay. Listen to full episodes of the Confederacy of Dunks only on the Rapcast. <clears throat>